to the book of Hebrews chapter number 11, verse 24. Hallelujah. We're going to be reading from the 24th verse to the 26th verse. Amen. Some of you are familiar with this portion of scripture. Amen. We, 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 we call this um, scripture, Hebrews, the canyon of, of heroes of the faith. Amen. And so this morning we'll be talking about some of them. This morning. We have it say amen. Amen. And you can also look up on the screens. Amen. Hebrews 11, 24. He began the reading of God's word. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. Verse 26, he regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of a greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. I'll read verse 26 again. He regarded the disgrace for the sake of Christ as of, of a greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead for his reward. Father, we come before you this morning as we bow our hearts in prayer. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would speak to us this morning. Father, I decrease that you might increase, God. God, hide your servant behind the cross, Lord. And now I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will minister to your people, God. Father, as their faces differ, so does their need this morning, Lord. But we've come to this place that we might hear a word, a rhema word, a right now word that speaks to our circumstance, that speaks direction to us, that speaks encouragement to us. So now we pray that you would speak to our hearts, Holy Spirit, that you would give us words of life, that you would speak, oh God, your purpose into us like never before. And Father, at the end of it all, we will not fail to give you the praise because praise is what we do, oh God. And we bless you and we praise you. So now, Lord, I pray the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart will be acceptable in your sight, oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to minister to you this morning. Amen. We have to go quickly this morning. Amen. But I want to minister to you quickly this morning from the subject title, I Choose Purpose Over Popularity. I choose purpose over popularity. I choose purpose over popularity. As I was preparing this message, I began to think about our lives, just lives in general, whether you're a believer or not, just lives in general, in terms of who we are. And one of the things I begin to realize is that our lives to this present day, to this very moment, you sitting in this church this morning, it's, it's, it's built up because of the choices that you have made. You're married to the person you married because there was a choice that you made. You, you, you have the job that, that, that you're working at because there is a choice that you made. You live where you live because there's a choice. Our life is the sum of the choices that we make every day. You're the size that you are because of the choice 
you made. And so as I begin to think about the power of, of, of choice, sometimes we, we think, well, life made a choice for me, but we make our choices. Every day we, 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 we make choices. We, 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 we make choices of what we're going to eat in the morning. We make choices of how, what route are we going to take to get to work. We make choices of what songs we're going to sing. We, we, our life is the sum of choices. Of choices. Of choices. We make choices every day whether we follow hard after God. Or whether we, we, we play down our faith and not follow him at all. Our choices affect who we are. Our choices affect those who are around us. Our life is the sum of our choices. The very fact that you're serving God this morning, you made a conscious choice to receive Christ and to follow hard after him. The choices of whether we surrender to God or we stay in control ourselves. The choices are, are, are whether we live disciplined lives or we live lives of regret. The choices, do we go after the urgent or do we focus on what's the important? We make choices every day. Our life is the sum of our choices. So then I, I want to speak to you about choosing your purpose over popularity. Choosing your purpose in God over popularity. Now, I need everybody to just close their eyes for a second, but we're going to play a little game. Close your eyes real quick. And I want you to imagine a world where everyone likes you. Just think about it right now. Everywhere you go, good morning, I love you, I like you, you're, 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 you're so wonderful. I want you to close your eyes and think of a world where everybody admires you. All the hard work and, and ethics and, 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 and the things that you do behind the scenes that go on us. Everybody just acknowledges you. Everybody admires you. Everybody approves you. Now I just want to pop your bubble and say that's not possible. That ain't going to happen. Never going to happen. No one can have everyone like them. Nobody will experience the approval of anyone, of everyone. No one, not even me, and I think I'm a likable guy, don't you think? <laughs> but not even everybody would even like me or approve, or, or, or approve of me. And I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm going to speak from my perspective this morning. There's sometimes I, I, I have a little issue where people don't approve me and where people don't like me, especially when I think I'm a nice person. Especially when I give them my time, I give them my sacrifice, I give them my resources to people, and then people still don't like me. And sometimes I focus on those things, and sometimes what happens is we, 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 we go into a place where I call approval addiction. Where we try to, you know, back in the day we used to call it brown nosing. You know, when, 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 when you go behind people and you try to make nice with them and, and, and you try to get them to like you, but we focus so much more on pleasing people than pleasing the Lord. You cannot please everybody, no matter how hard you try. There's some relatives you just would never please. Some of you would never please your mama and just get used to it. It's okay. It's all right. Some of you would never do, you just would never please certain people. 
You can do all the right things, but people will still find something against you. We're in a day where we live in a culture where everybody wants to be admired. We are in a culture, in what I call a self-driven culture, where everything is about approval. If you look at social media, there's a like button. If you want to be liked, it may us judge our, 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 our self-worth on how many likes and follows we got for the day. Uh-huh. We, we live in a world where we have our, our cameras and we take our, pull out our selfie sticks, them hideous looking things. And, 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 and we take pictures because we want everybody to see us in the best light. We don't want no one just to put up any picture of us. We got to be in the best. So let me post my own pictures. And if you tag me to something I don't like, I'm going to tag myself because I don't want to see it. Yeah, I know I'm talking right in here this morning. Because you're not going to show that picture of me. I was all sweating. No, no, no. I want the, I want the clean picture before I started preaching. Let, not when I'm all hot and sweaty. No, I don't want that one. And so we, 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 we live in this culture where we are so focused on pleasing everybody else. But we really don't focus much on pleasing God. We don't focus much on giving our, 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 our best to God. One of the biggest choices that you can make in life is choosing purpose over popularity. Many of us by default choose popularity over purpose. We want to fit in. As Christians, you are made to be the sore thumb. You are made to be the square peg in the round hole. Because as a Christian, there's something uniquely and distinctly different about you. As a child of God, you are exemplifying the nature of Christ. You're doing everything anti the world. You're doing everything that, 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 that the world says is good. The Bible says something different. You're living by the means and the measures of a different standard, of a different law, of a different rule. So naturally, when you call yourself a child of God, already you're not popular. Already you're not the, 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 going to be the, the, the one in the group. Remember before you were saved, you see, when I was unsaved, I was the popular kid, right? You know, I was the life of the party. The party getting started. Until I walked up in the room. And I was late on purpose so I could be the head of the show. Okay? So I could make my entrance in. But when I got saved, I realized it ain't about you no more. It's not about you. It's about Jesus. And so we have to go through, 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 through this phase in our lives that we're saying that, Lord, I'm going to choose my purpose over popularity. When you are a child of God, you are not meant to meet the status quo. You live according to a different standard and a different life. Here's the problem though. Why many of us choose popularity over purpose. The problem is we don't know our purpose. Malcolm Rowe once said, if you don't know the purpose of a thing, you are bound to misuse it and abuse it. Abuse is a compound word. It means abnormal use. You're not using it for the purpose for which it was intended. 
give you an example. Years ago, I was watching a movie. This movie called Little Mermaid. How many remember the movie Little Mermaid? You remember Ariel, right? Okay, and there was a point in the movie where Ariel, amen, was, was talking about these things that she had, had found. And, and there was a point where she took a fork in her hand. And she was sitting at a wonderful dining room table about to have a wonderful meal with her Prince Charming. And she began to use the fork and begin to comb her hair. And she got so excited about, oh my God, this is wild. And, 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 and her prince looked at her like, what in the world is, what, what, what are you doing? A fork as a comb? Now, you know, that kind of could work. But that's not the purpose for which it was intended. Could you be spiritually using your fork as a comb? Could you be spiritually doing something or focusing on something that's not that God has not intended or, or created for you to focus on? God wants you to flow in purpose. Purpose. Not flow in, what do you think of me? What, 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 what about the things I do? What do you think about the things I do? What about the things I say? What do you think about my friends? What about my school? What about my study? What, 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 what about this? What about my house? And, you know, I have to drive a certain, a certain car because, you know, it's what they think of me. And I have to wear certain clothes because they're going to talk bad about me. And you know I got to get my sewing this week because I don't want them to talk about they see my buckshots. And you know I got to go to the gym because I got to look a certain way. I got to have, I got to have this. I want, I want this in place. I want this in place. And want that in place. And this, and, and there's a certain extent where, fine, you can take care of yourself. But with the focus, the drive is about pleasing Everybody else. That's where the problem comes in. That's when you begin to focus on popularity over purpose. You have a purpose. Some of us are, are misusing our lives because we don't understand what our purpose is. Listen, what our, our purpose is. Now, when we talk about purpose, here's the thing. And, you know, I, I've been a Christian now for over 21 years. Right? And so... I learned, a, I, learned a, I learned a couple of things going around the track a couple of times. And so, especially in, in, in Christendom, we, we hear this whole thing of purpose. You know, we, the purpose-driven life, you know, discovering your purpose in God. And, and we think of purpose being the capital P, right? Purpose, what is that one thing? What is your purpose? My purpose is to be a pastor. My purpose is to have my own business. My purpose is to do this. And we focus on the big P. And we get stuck there because we don't know what the big P is. We don't know what it is. We don't know what the, what the, what the grand scheme, the, the, the big purpose, the overall uh, uh, overview of our life is summed up to me. But I, I, I believe that's not what God wants us to focus on when we think about purpose today. How about we look at the capital P purpose? How about we look at the, the things that we do from day to day as God's purpose. You know, you, you go to work, but your, your, your boss is a, a, a demon with a wig on. Maybe your purpose there is to pray for your boss. That's your purpose in that moment. So let's stop looking at purpose as the overview of life. But let's begin to look at purpose in the different seasons of life. My purpose is to be a good... Maybe your purpose is if you, if, 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 if you're married. My purpose is to be a good mother. 
My purpose is to raise my children in the Lord. My, my, my purpose is to, is to serve my husband. My, my purpose as a husband is to serve my wife. We begin to look at purpose as the big thing. But let me tell you something. As those little peas begin to line up, then the big P becomes possible. When I first became a Christian, I had no idea that I was called to be a pastor. If you told me that, I would have ran out the church and never came back. But what begins to happen is, God begins to call me to, to pray. And I love to pray. I was an intercessor. And so I, I used to intercede. And then I, I love to sing. So I, I got on the choir. And then from the choir, you know, I got a little solo every now and then. Right? I made a little joyful noise. I'm not really a singer. But I make a joyful noise to the Lord. And then I got on the worship team. And okay, I said, okay, I'll do the support singing on the worship team. And then I became a worship leader. And then I became a worship leader. God began to push me into preaching. And I'm going to say, wait a minute, there's something here. Every time I get up on, before people, words just begin to come out my mouth. And I know it's not me talking. People are crying. People are shouting. People are just like so blessed by what I say. But I know it's not me that's doing it. I know it's God in me that's doing it. I begin to discover the big P, the big purpose. But if I didn't do the smaller things, I would never saw the big picture. Amen. It's the small things that make up the big picture. So when we talk about I'm going after purpose over popularity it's the smaller things maybe your purpose to get out of debt this season that's a purpose God wants you debt free it's bible oh no man nothing just love that's the word of God maybe that's your purpose in this season to work hard maybe your purpose is to go back to school to get that degree that you've been procrastinating about for 20 years See, we don't see purpose like that. We see purpose. No, I'm called to be a prophet to the nations. I'm called to be a millionaire. No, I'm, I'm called to do this. No, no, no. What about the little purpose? You can't have the big thing unless you don't do I can't have a mega ministry if I have a torp home. My purpose is to be a, a, a good husband. To my wife. That's my first ministry. As a matter of fact, just to always remind me, I inscribed on her wedding band my ministry. So I will never forget that I, I don't have to worry about this bride. Jesus could take care of this bride. I got to worry about that one. That's my purpose. See, we, we, we think purpose is some big thing. But let's get down to the nitty. Purpose, get your butt up and, and get to work on time. How about that? That's your purpose. Take care of yourself. Take care of those around you. And purpose comes in seasons. It's seasons of divine purpose. Seasons of service, I call it. Where you begin to function and flow and do certain things. That's your purpose. Your calling is not to be anything else but a servant of God. And whatever he, whatever he wants you to do, that's what you do. Here's the thing. Pastor, I get this question. I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know what my purpose is, you know. I'm trying to find out my purpose. I'm trying to find my purpose. I don't know. You can't know your purpose until you know God. I know people won't. Well, it's five steps to find your purpose. Step one, know God. When you know God, you get to know the heart of God. When you know the heart of God, you know the will of God. You want to know your purpose? Come to church, read your Bible, study, come out to connection groups, get deep.
Get deep in your faith. That's how you find the will of God for your life. Some prophet is not going to come and lay hands on you and say, Thus saith the Lord. This is what God has said. And even if that does happen, you still have to walk closer to the Lord. You have to understand the heart of God. God is not going to drop a book open from heaven and say, this is what it is. Da-da. God is not some magician. Lord, this is not even part of my message. I'm going here. Your purpose is revealed as you get to know God. Tell your neighbor, do you know him? Mm-hmm, that sounds so weak. Wow. Why don't you tell somebody else? Do you know him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know him? When you know him, when you know somebody, see, there's a different, oh, yeah, I know of him. We say, oh, yeah, I know him. That's my friend. No, that's your Facebook friend. No, that's a difference between being a Facebook friend and being a friend, right? When you know somebody, you have intricate information. You have connected with that person. You understand who that person is. When you know the Lord, you know him intimately. You have uh, intimacy. You, you understand the intricate details of who God is. And when you understand that, he begins to reveal to you your purpose in him. When you are living for the approval of people, it keeps you from the purposes of God. And I'll say that. Someone should tweet that. Living for the approval of people keeps you from the purposes of God. If I'm so focused on what they're going to say and what they're going to do because we got our little pride issues. Some of us have some major pride issues. We could be starving, bony, and won't tell no one we need help. Because we got pride. Could be dying on the inside, but our pride. Because we want to be popular. We want to look like everything is manicured. Everything is perfect. But I'm choosing purpose over popularity. And we see it in the church all the time. We come to church and we try to impress each other. Who has the latest shoes? I, you, know, I, you know, churches I used to go to, you know, the offering, everybody walk around and all the ladies would just walk around like, oh, that's Louis Vuitton. That's Coach. Okay, that's Ann Klein. All right, that's designer. Wow. And they would just walk around, praise the Lord, hallelujah. They walk around the offering basket. It was almost like it was a fashion line walking up. You thought this was fashion week. Because everybody is trying to keep up with the Joneses. Everybody want to keep up with the Robinsons, not those ones. But everybody want to keep up with people. But you half in debt, but you're driving a Jag. <laughs> Charging up credit cards because you're trying to prove something. <laughs> Help us today, Lord Jesus. I choose purpose over popularity. Don't let people keep you from the purpose of God. Let me tell you something. I wasted enough years trying to fall behind people and friends. Because I always valued their opinion more than God's word. How much further would I be along in my life if I really listened to the Lord? And now what do you think about this? And what do you think about that? And what do you think? And the Bible says yes, in the, in, in the, in the multitude of counsel there is safety. Yes, yes, yes. But there is a balance. When God gives you a directive, you don't need no opinion about what God has spoken. 
And for some of God has already spoken. How many confirmations do you need? He just wants you to just trust him and just to rely on him. Living for the approval of people keeps you from the purposes of God. We just read in, 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 in the book of Hebrews about Moses. I love Moses. I can identify a lot with Moses because of just his, his, his background, because of just even some of his issues. Moses had a speech impediment. I grew up with a, a speech impediment. So when the Lord began to call me into ministry, I was like, Moses, I cannot speak. Um, you got the wrong one. Um, try that one. Try that one. Try this one. And God was like, no, I want you, sir. And I had to surrender to the Lord. I began to choose purpose over popularity. But here we read in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 24, that, 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 that Moses, he, 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 he was born into captivity. And to, and, and to be honest, Moses' was, life was supposed to be cut off since he was an infant. Uh, but but his, his mother, amen, saved his life. And Pharaoh's daughter saw Moses and raised him like a prince. So here's Moses born a Hebrew, but yet he's raised up in the palace. The Egyptian royal family. Moses is now goes from a slave and now he's royalty. But the Bible says that he chose his calling over comfort. Rather than enjoying the fleeting pleasures of sin, uh-huh, he regarded disgrace for Christ as a greater value than the treasures of Egypt. He turned his back on the royalty so he could go after his purpose. He, he focused on purpose versus popularity. Moses could have been the next pharaoh as far as we was concerned. But God didn't call him to be a prince of Egypt. God called him to be a prince in Christ. A prince of God. And see that's the thing. We have to understand the power of purpose. The power of purpose. Second, do you understand the power of purpose? Yes. So here are three thoughts I'm going to leave with you. And we're going to get going this morning. Number one, purpose diminishes distractions. When you are focused, when you understand your purpose, it diminishes all of the distractions that are around you. You don't have time to play games. You know, I, I, I love seeing some of my, 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 my single sisters who have their head screwed on right. You know, you got some single sisters who don't have their head screwed on right, you know. Any, any, any little call that come their way, they're busy looking. But when you are focused, you don't answer every call. When you're focused, when, when you say, I'm working hard, I'm, I'm educated, amen, I'm single, and I'm believing God to send my, my, my Boaz, my blessing to me, you don't answer every call because you are Focus. When, 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 when someone try to come at you and you're like, mm-mm, you, 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 you are focused. You, you don't even play or toy with the enemy because you are focused. One of the things I, I love about my wife, Pastor Ron, she just finished her master's degree two weeks ago. Amen. Straight A, 3.9 GPA. Praise the Lord. But one of the things I love about her, she's like, honey, I got to get home because I'm, I'm focused. I have a purpose. I, I, I have to get this degree. I have to finish this. I have to get this class done. I, 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 have, to, I have to do this. God's called me to the principalship. I have to do this. That's nice. Everybody want to hang on and do that. I got papers to write. I got a midnight deadline. I'm focused. And when you are walking in purpose, 
it diminishes all the distractions around you. You don't got time to play games. You don't got time for the shucking and the jiving. You don't have time to, to, to entertain all sorts of things that would take you off your purpose. Purpose diminishes distractions. I like Nehemiah. Because Nehemiah what, 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 what is an awesome example of this particular point. Nehemiah was building the walls. The walls that had been burnt down. He had such a burden. Amen. God favored him that he could go back and build the walls. And while he was building the walls, of course, his haters came and began to hurl insults at him and say, why don't you come on down? Why why, why don't you come on? Why why don't you stop what you're doing? Because they didn't want him to build the walls. You got people in your life who call themselves your friends, but they really don't want you to succeed. They don't want you to do better than them. I call them crabs in the bucket. The moment you get up, they want to pull you down. So you may be careful who you call your friend today. I don't care if you knew them since you was five years old. They might not be. Of, see, they, they are friends and then they are friends I call your destiny partners. Uh-huh. Those are the people that celebrate you in every season. They don't hate you. They don't tolerate you. They celebrate you. You need some people like that in your life. You need some destiny partners, people who will celebrate you when you have great advancement. That pe- not, not those people where you say, well, maybe I should have shared that because I, I, I know they might look at me funny if I tell them about that miracle. No, no, no. You need people in your life who want to celebrate the good things, the great things that, that God is, is doing in your life. And they were, be- they were hurling insults at Nehemiah. Say, come on down. Come on down. Stop what you're doing. Uh-uh. Come, 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 come on down, Nehemiah. Come, come on down, sir. Come on down. And he said, I'm doing a great work, and I will not come down. And sometimes you need to have that type of mindset, that I'm doing a great work. I'm doing a great work as a stay-at-home mom, and I'm not going to come down. I'm doing a great work as a student. I'm going to finish this class. So I'm going to get an A and I cannot come down. I, I, I'm doing a, a, a great work as an employee and I'm not going to be distracted by all of the politics in the workplace and I cannot come down. You have to choose purpose. And when you walk in purpose, it diminishes the distractions Stuff you won't even tolerate because your mind is not even there. You're so driven on what God has in store for you. This year, the Gathering Church will be 13 years old. 13 years old. 13 years old. When I first wanted to start this church, people was like, are you crazy? Are you, are you cuckoo? You're in your, you're, you're in your mid-twenties. Why do you want to start a, a, a church? Because I heard from God. So when you, when you hear God, you, you forget what people say. When you hear God, you better move on what God says. Even the nicest people can mean well, but they're not God. I heard the Lord clearly. My wife heard the Lord clearly. We're supposed to. If I did not stop, we would not be here today. Because I've been focusing on the opinions of others and not listening to the will of God, the purpose of God. There are many people say, are you crazy? Just stop. Just close. Close the doors. And I was tempted so many times just to throw in the towel. But I said, Lord, I'm going to choose my purpose. I know I might not be popular. 
I know I might not ever be as big as those other people, but I'm not comparing myself to those people. At the end of the day, when I close my eyes, I want to hear, well done, that good and faithful servant. Not for anybody else, because y'all can't help me. I want to hear from the Lord. Well done. That good. And that should be your only cry. Your only focus is to focus on your divine purpose in God. Purposes diminishes distractions. You know, you kind of get a debt. People say, why do you keep bringing a brown bag to lunch? Because I'm trying to save money. Come on, we're all going out. Come on, we're going to Chipotle. Come on, come on, come on, man. It's all right. It's just $8. Come on. We're going to Starbucks. Don't worry. It's just fine. Get your mocha chocolate fat for Lino, blah, 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 blah. Come on, get that. Come on, come on, come on, come on. He's like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm going to brew my coffee at home. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to bring my, my bag lunch with me. Because y'all might be laughing at me now, but when I'm in my new house five years from now, praise the Lord. Come on now. See, you have to have a future mindset. This is my purpose in this season. See, some of your purpose is to be ownership. <laughs> Stop leasing. It's time to own something. <laughs> why, 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 some guys why are you staying pure in, in the word of love just go get yours son just go get yours no I don't need that because I'm going to wait till I put a ring on it <laughs> I'm going I'm, I'm, I'm to wait to the one that God brings into my life I'm not going to sell myself short are you sure you're supposed to be a stay at home mom you could be out there making money come on now two incomes are better than one right <laughs> no God has called me to impart to my children in this season and that's nice yeah I could have extra money but why would I have extra money my kids are living like demons by the time they're teenagers going back to school you, you got a good job why 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 you need to add extra debt and all this stuff to your bill come on now you're still paying off your student loan for your undergraduate degree because this is what God told me to do he wants me to further my career this is his divine purpose for me when you have purpose it begins to diminish all the distractions around you number two purpose is a powerful one pushes you through the pain <laughs> I could write a book on that just there. Purpose will push you through the pain. The pathway to your purpose is paved with pain. Don't think you're going to say, I'm just going to follow after God and it's going to be sweet apple pie in the sky and we live happily ever after. The end. It doesn't work like that. There are pop-ups, there are surprises, there are painful seasons that you would go through in the purpose of God. I hear stories where I read in the book of Acts and I see Paul and Silas in a prison. Now here is Paul and Silas doing the will of God, but yet they are in a prison. How does that even make sense? God, I'm doing your work and yet you're going to allow me to go to jail? But the Bible says at midnight... They begin to praise God. They begin to magnify him because they purpose. They got whipped. Flesh hanging back open. But they purpose pushes you through the pain. I think about a woman giving birth. <laughs> and she's in labor. The water has broken. <laughs> and she can easily say, I give up now. 
Ah, but, 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 but the purpose, the end of a thing, the final result pushes you. Hey, the mother say, amen, pushes you through the pain. You might feel like, oh, my God, this child has torn my insides out. Oh, my God, do I have anything left? But you're pushing because you see the purpose beyond the pain. You will go through painful seasons in your life. And then the funny thing is they come like surprises. It reminds me of like a, a hurricane. It spins in and it spins out just that quick. It could be a beautiful, clear sky, a wonderful forecast in your life. Then all of a sudden, the black clouds just begin to come in. And the next thing you know, you're tying yourself down because the wind is trying to rip your house up. And as quick as you, you, as quick as you go, oh, my God, as quick as the storm leaves and the sky is blue all over. Again, what drives you through is your purpose. It's your purpose. So your purpose says don't give up. Your purpose says, keep focusing on God. That's what me and Pastor Avonda did when we suffered our loss. Our purpose says, God is not done yet. My story isn't over. <laughs> this is just a chapter in the book. This is not the end. <laughs> Things are going to change on the next page. I know they are. God is going to redeem the time. He's going to make the bittersweet because we have declared that this is our sweet 16. It ain't done yet. The year ain't over yet. When you're on purpose, it helps you to push through the pain. It helps you to keep your eyes on the prize. See, when, 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 when you have purpose, you don't pay no mind to your critics. Because you will always have critics. You will always have publicity. Sometimes I, I laugh at the critics. And I say, man, y'all bringing more attention to me than I am. I said, let them talk. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You're just putting my name out there even more. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let people talk. So what? My mother said, they have no heaven to keep you from and no hell to put you in. Let them talk. So what? Push through the pain when you have divine purpose. Push. You see, purpose pushes on you to move forward. When you have purpose, even when you feel like giving up, even when you feel like throwing a towel and saying, I'm done. Forget this God stuff. For, forget this church stuff. Forget this Christian stuff. Forget this school stuff. Forget this marriage stuff. Forget this parenthood stuff. For, for, forget this purity stuff. Forget this stop drinking stuff. Forget that when you have purpose in your life, it pushes on you. It pushes on you. Come here, Pastor Hacker. It pushes on you. Turn around. It pushes on you. He's tired. He doesn't feel like going no more. But it pushes on you. So when you have your purpose, it, it's, it's almost like a rod in your back. It pushes on you. It pushes on you. He's tired. He get, but it, it, it pushes on you. When you understand your purpose, you realize that your purpose is bigger than yourself. It pushes on you. You can't do it alone, but with Christ you can. You won't, but with Christ you will. He's the purpose. 
He's the one that has designed you, that has orchestrated you. Your purpose pushes you through the pain. And my last point, purpose empowers you to please God. I said before, we could try to please everybody else. And you will not please everybody else. That's why I had you to imagine it for a moment. Imagine everybody approve you. It's not possible. It will never happen. It never happened to Jesus. What makes you think it's going to happen to you? And he's God. But the one person that I can please is God. The one purpose that the one person that 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 that, that I can please is God. We can't please everyone. But we could sure enough please God. We could sure enough please him. When Moses, when Pharaoh tried to stop Moses, Moses wasn't deterred. Pharaoh did everything in his power. And the Bible says God hardened the heart of Moses, of, of, of Pharaoh. He hardened Pharaoh's heart. God was using Pharaoh as an example to show his power. Sometimes you wonder why people are so angry and why people always hate on me. Maybe because God is allowing it to happen. You see, you have to remember when, 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 when the children of Israel left Egypt, they bankrupt Egypt. <laughs> all the snakes came out with gold. Okay? They took all of their master's stuff, and their master's willing to gave it. The master, please take everything. Just get out of here. Please go. Please. Your, your God is torturing us. Please get out of here. Sometimes God allows you to go through a hard season because he's trying to make a big testimony out of a little small thing. Moses could easy, Pharaoh could have easily said on the first time Moses said, let my people go. He could said, okay, you can go. Go in the wilderness to worship God. But no, God said, no, 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 no. I'm not going to, these people been here 400 years. There is, there, 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 there is going to be some reciprocity happening. There is going to be a, 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 a divine, they ain't going out broke. <laughs> so I'm a heart of your heart. You're going to keep saying no. I'm going to let all the plagues come. Then at the end, you're going to say, please get out of here. And when you leave, you're going to leave all the spoils of Egypt. Could it be that God is set up a, a circumstance just for you, just like that? Like you say, every time I'm, I'm trying to work through this court case, I'm trying to deal with this situation. But could it be that God is cooking something special behind the scenes for you? And you keep getting no, and you keep getting frustrated. And I'm pretty sure the Israelites like, see, Moses, just stop talking, man. Every time you talk, there's a new plague, man. Just, just please, come on, just, just let us be here, okay? We've been here for 400 years. Just stop, please, Moses. You're just making things worse. Just stop talking. But God had a plan. God has a purpose. Some of you are frustrated right now with God. But he has a purpose. He's doing something behind the scenes. He's doing something beneath the surface. You're getting frustrated, but he's about to hook you up. <laughs> every time the gathering church looked for a church building, every opportunity kept closing. And I got more frustrated and frustrated. People started leaving. Leaders left. People left. And I said, Lord, are you still here with us? Are, are you still, are you still, have you still called me, Lord God? I, I stepped out on faith, Lord God. I, I've given you my best years, Lord. What about what you're going to do? And then God says, if you just wait, if you just trust me. No one knew 156 Street was going to open up. 
But God was God knew something I did not know. He allowed the city to reject us every time. He allowed the landlord to close the door every time. He did that because he was setting up something big. He was sweetening the pot for us. Could it be that God wants to sweeten the pot for you? So what? You didn't get that job. That means he got something better, baby. So what? He didn't ask you to, to marry him. So, so, so what? That means he got somebody better. Ten years from now, you'll be like, oh, my God, he sure is ugly. What was I thanking, Jesus? I must have been stuck on something, God. See, when you walk in purpose, it empowers you to please the Lord. You can't please everybody, but you can please God. Today, I want you to choose purpose over popularity. Purpose over popularity. In the book of Acts, Peter and the apostles were preaching the gospel. The religious leaders said, please stop. Stop talking in that name. Please stop talking. Just be quiet. Shut your mouths. Please do not make. You can talk about God. You can talk about Abraham. You could talk about our Heavenly Father, but don't say the name of Jesus. It's not just like today. We're going to talk about God. We're going to talk about our Creator. We can make God an interfaith being, but don't say the name of Jesus because that name has power. That name has dominion. Every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. There is power in the name of Jesus. Please stop preaching in that name. Please stop. Please, please, please stop. But I, I love what Peter said. Peter and the other apostles replied, we must obey God rather than human beings. I'm choosing my purpose over popularity. I'm choosing the will of God. I can't please you. You might not even like me. You might not even speak to me anymore. But you know what? That's okay. Because I want to please him. I got nothing to prove to y'all. I want to please Jesus. I, I, I'm choosing my purpose and I wasted too much time trying to, trying to mess with y'all folk. I, 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 I have to please God. And see, that's the type of mindset that God wants us to have. It's the power of purpose. 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 You see, there, there, there is value in being liked by people, but there's a greater value in being loved by God. There's a value in having fun with friends, but there's a greater value in being faithful to God. There's a value in, in, in starting something important, but there's a greater value in finishing it. Because some of us are good at starting stuff. But when last time you finish something? There's value in comfort. Lord knows I love comfort. Who doesn't like comfort? <laughs> but there's a greater value in calling. Are you going to have to comfort but let me tell you something. Your calling will, will, will cause you to come out your comfort zone. You begin to do things that you never thought you would be, do before because it calls you to come out of your comfort zone. You can value. There's good value. There's this value in being popular. But there's greater value in serving God's purpose. God wants us today to choose purpose over popularity. As the music is playing. There's power in purpose. I can't stress that enough. I could literally spend the next six, seven weeks just talking on purpose alone. 
when you walk in purpose, it's life changing. Your perspective changes so much. How you see yourself, how you see life, how you see God, how you see your church, how you see your marriage, your family, your children. But you have God's purpose. When you feel the Holy Ghost, your purpose, it's nothing like it. Raising kids and up to neck and diapers, but keep your eyes on the prize. That's your purpose in the season. Enjoy it. Getting out of debt, sacrificing every day. Look forward to the reward of what it's going to get you at the end. Going back to school might be the hardest thing you've done, but purpose pushes you through the pain. Living for Jesus, people might be laughing. They don't even understand, but you're not there to please them. You're there to please the Lord Jesus. Let's bow our heads. Father, we come before you and we bless you this morning. We thank you for this time in your word that you're calling us, oh God, to be a people of purpose. Choosing purpose over popularity. Not focusing on the thoughts and the, oh God, the, 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 the mindset oh God and the opinions of others but focusing on you God when we walk in the reality of our purpose it eliminates distractions it helps us to push through the pain and empowers us to please you so at the end of it all we can hear well done that good and faithful servant enter into your rest I know for some of this message was a very sobering message this morning. But I, I want to pray with us. I just want to take a moment just to pray this morning with you. Maybe you're in the situation where you realize you've been choosing popularity over your purpose. Maybe you find yourself constantly getting distracted from the purpose, from the, 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 the little P's. That at some point will reveal the big P, the big purpose in your life. If you say, Pastor, that's my word. God is speaking to my heart. I just want you to stand so we can just pray a corporate prayer this morning before we leave here. Maybe you say, Pastor, I don't even know my purpose. I want to pray for you too this morning. If you know your purpose, you're misusing your life. You're like Ariel with a fork, using it as a comb. Could it be there's a greater purpose for your life? Maybe now's the time to begin to chart down that road of discovery. To say, God, I know there's something more. I like what I have. I'm comfortable, Jesus. But I'm choosing my calling over my comfort. I'm choosing my calling over my comfort. I'm comfortable. I built this. This is nice. I like where I am, but... God, there's something more. I, I'm wrestling on the inside. Am I called just to do this job Monday through Friday, 9 to 5? Is this something greater than what I have now, God? I want to know my purpose, God. So I can choose it over popularity. Not listening to everybody's opinion. Well, you should do this and maybe you should do that. And you should. No, God, what do you say I do? 
What is your divine purpose and plan for my life? Those who are standing, would just lift your hands to God. It's just a sign of surrenderance. Say, Lord, I can't, but you can. So, Father, we come before you, Lord, and we ask you this morning, as the people of God are standing, God, we're coming to you because we need to hear from you, God. We need to hear what our purpose is, God. And we, we get to know our purpose by getting to know you. So we're recommitting ourselves back to you again. In the name of Jesus, we're asking God that you would show yourself strong. God, for some of us, we have misused our lives because we didn't understand our purpose. But we're asking now for understanding. We're coming to the person who created us, our creator, to say, what was our intended use? What is the purpose that you have for my life? And God, for some of us, we've been stuck on pleasing everybody else that we can't really please anyhow. Instead of pleasing you, we can't please man, but we can surely please God. Father, I thank you. I thank you, God. Your word says, for faith is the substance of things hope, whatever things of things not seen. Without faith, you cannot please God. But he is a reward of them that diligently seek him. God, we are diligently seeking you this morning. Believing that you are. And you still reign. Even now in the name of Jesus. Father, we make a decision to choose our purpose over popularity. In Jesus' name. Help us to make the choices. Help us to make the changes. Help us to make the shifts. The shifts of maybe who we hang out with. The shifts of where we go. The shifts of how we do things. Help us, oh God. Help us, oh God, to make, oh God, transformational moves that put us in line according to your purpose and will for our lives. In Jesus' name I pray and I ask all these things. Amen.